Welcome to EarthWise, Reflections on Earth-Based Spirituality. I'm Anu Dudley with a piece about the chickadee. The chickadees are beginning to sound their mating calls, their classic song, a buzzing chickadee-dee-dee, and their clear whistled see-dee, see-dee-dee, are some of the first true signs that spring will soon be here. Of course, the chickadees themselves have been around all winter when flocks of these little birds make the rounds of bird feeders set out by people who love their cheery inquisitiveness. My neighbor Tom and I compete to attract the local family of cardinals each winter, and he always wins. But the chickadees take pity on me and grace my feeder with their sweet and energetic presence. Sociable and bold, chickadees are often the first birds to discover when a bird feeder has been refilled and signal to the shire birds, like woodpeckers and nuthatches, that there is food to be had. With chickadees, both sexes look alike with their black caps and throats and gray backs. Chickadees are of the titmouse family, tit meaning small and mose meaning any small dull-colored bird. They eat both insects and seeds and can often be seen hanging upside down from a tree branch, pecking at insects or larvae hiding in crevices in the bark. They especially like the deer suet and black oil sunflower seeds we put out, zipping into the feeder to snatch a seed, then flitting back to the gray barber to eat it. They seem to drop a lot of seed in the process, whether by design or accident, a fact much appreciated by the gray squirrels, who cannot reach the feeder by themselves. Early one morning, I made my way through the snow to fill the feeder with a coffee can full of seeds in my hand. As I reached out to remove the top of the feeder, I noticed two chickadees perched on the grape arbor next to the feeder watching me. One of the chickadees flew to my hand, looked at me with its little shiny black eyes, grabbed a seed from the can, and flew back to the arbor. Then the second chickadee did the same. The sensation of its little warm feet clutching my finger briefly as it peered at me and then took a seed, that sensation I always remember, that little touch of trusting wildness that connected me to something much bigger than myself. Chickadees are actually quite easily tamed in this way and soon can be coaxed to feed right out of your hand. I have not yet been able to find any European or American settler myths or folktales about chickadees. These little birds seem to have been too small, too common to accrue much spiritual or mythical significance. But certain Native American peoples hold the chickadee in high regard. According to Frank Linderman, an ethno-historian, every tribe in the Northwest respected the chickadee. In his book, entitled Pretty Shield, about a medicine woman of the Crow Indian nation, he collected some beautiful stories about the little chickadee who is regarded as big medicine among the Crow. The medicine woman Pretty Shield related that in the fall, when the leaves were beginning to turn, the chickadee had just one tongue. But with each moon through the fall and winter, the chickadee grew another tongue, so that by the time it began to utter its spring mating call, it had seven tongues. This may account for the buzzing undertones of its song. At the end of spring, it goes back to one tongue. Linderman related that the crow people would catch a chickadee and gently examine its tongue during winter to tell which moon they were in and how much longer it would be till spring. 
When he himself tried this, he discovered small protuberances on the edges of the chickadee's tongue and wondered if a more scientific study might reveal whether the crow's belief was based on a real, natural phenomenon. The medicine woman, Pretty Shield, told a story about a woman who threw a stick at a chickadee who was eating fat from a drying rack of meat. The chickadee told the woman she had better make preparations because she would soon die for this act of unkindness. And on the very next day, the woman was dead. Pretty Shield's grandmother, Seven Stars, had been there and seen the incident. The next day, the chickadee said to Seven Stars, Nobody who has a good heart ever mistreats a chickadee, and invited her to meet with the chickadee on the hilltop. Seven Stars, realizing this was a sacred invitation, went home and took a sweat bath to purify herself, dressed in new buckskins, and went to meet the chickadee. On the hilltop, Seven Stars watched as the chickadee flew up into the air, going higher and higher. Straight up went the chickadee, and as it went, it grew larger and larger until it was so big it could grasp a buck buffalo calf in each talon, their brown legs dangling in the air. See this, called down the chickadee to Seven Stars. There is great power in little things. And then it flew down and returned to its normal size. And so let us honor the chickadee, small though it may be in size, but big in heart. Blessed be. You've been listening to Earthwise. I'm Anu Dudley, and before I go, I want to remind you that WERU is a community that sustains itself through generous giving during our pledge drives. Relatively small in size, though our community may be, nevertheless, we are big of heart. So please show your support by calling 1-800-643-6273. And thanks.